You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. Let's take that journey into mystery. We're talking about all of the MCU at this point in the theaters. We've watched all 23 movies uh, between the three of us. I've seen 22. I have not seen Far From Home. Malfoy refuses to watch Far From Home. Refuses. Okay. So, uh, Ian and I have definitely watched all 23. Mm-hmm. Malfoy has is, 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 uh, missed out on 23, number 23. Uh, he is our guest this week to to start off this list, what we're going to be doing here. So, Ian, what is it that we're going to try and do? Okay, so we're going to try to crank through this the best that we can. If it's a two-parter, it's a two-parter. That just means you got to come back next week. But we're going to try to do this in one because like on TikTok, nobody wants to like for part two. You just want part one right now, damn it. (laughs) So we're going to go through all 23 MCU movies, and we are trying to set up the official Geek Elite Media MCU rankings. Of the MCU. I don't care if anybody else from any other show on the network is like, I don't agree. It's not your show. You weren't <laughs> here for the list. <laughs> media journey into mystery list. Then. There you go. Nope. Uh, overarching. <laughs> <laughs> if, I speak for were, everyone. <laughs> if they want to debate the list, they can come on and debate the list. Okay. I'll put that. I'll put that there. Uh, <laughs> you have to make a strong point for me to be able to be like, mm, fine, we'll move it to number 13 and move this one to like 12. <laughs> That's as far as I'm going. Uh, <laughs> now, um, so we brought Malfoy in, A, because Malfoy's a great friend of the show, love him to death. He's always fun for conversation. And if it was just Mitch and I, there's a certain point of the list where things just wouldn't get done because neither <laughs> of us are going to budge on our numbers. So we need the tiebreaker. And I feel like Malfoy is pretty non-biased because he's going to bring in his own opinions that might skew the list completely. But it's a good time. It's going to be fun. So strap in. Put your Iron Man helmets or your cap hats on. And uh, we're going we're gonna to get into it. All right? So we're going to start from 23 and work that way. So it's like a drum roll to the big reveal of what is the best mcu movie are we cool with that i mean yeah. it, it works for me anybody that's been following me on twitter knows knows my list already because it's because yeah. it's there i'm actually pulling it up right now <laughs> oh i so should I do that be too. ready i have mine up on my phone right now i um uh, i wrote mine down at work and then i forgot it at work <laughs> but uh you know i'm prepared for... let me, <laughs> i was gonna say let me go ahead and just read off all the movies uh so that everybody just has in their heads what movies that we're talking about. And this is in their release order. So it went Iron Man, The Incredible Hulk, Iron Man 2, Thor, Captain America, The First Avenger, The Avengers, uh, Iron Man 3, Thor, The Dark World, Captain America, The Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 1, Avengers, Age of Ultron, Ant-Man, Civil War, or I'm sorry, Captain America, Civil War, 
Dark Strange, Dark Strange, Doctor Strange, <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Spider-Man Homecoming, Thor Ragnarok, Black Panther, Avengers Infinity War, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Captain Marvel, Avengers Endgame, and then Spider-Man Far From Home. All right. And chat, anybody out there in chat land, feel free to chime in. Because, like, we're doing this live. So if you're here, obviously we'll talk to you about it. All right? So holler if if we put <clears throat> if we put your favorite movie in a lower spot, that's on you. You Mitch made a bad did. choice. Mitch did. <laughs> Mitch did. I'm just I'm just kidding. You have one of my favorites really low though. I'm surprised. Good really? old dark good old dark strange, Kelly. Absolutely. That's right. <laughs> that that was such a good movie. I don't know why people didn't don't don't like it more. Uh, you know. Dark Strange. Yeah, Dark Strange gives you all the all the the hidden characters that you didn't know about in the Marvel universe. Right. So we're going to hop on in here. I'm going to toss the first one out for number 23 Thor the Dark World. Uh, so do we, we just all name our number 23 right now? Is that what we're doing or am I arguing yeah, straight with you? No, t- toss yours out. Well, like if I you have Iron Man too. You have Iron Man 2. Okay. I have Iron Man you got. Well, okay. You know what? It's just, I have, I have Iron Man 2 as number 22. So I'm okay to switch these. I have Thor the Dark World as 20. That's 20. Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, they're basically the worst, right? We can just agree that they're the worst. So, okay. So 23, done. That's uh, that's Iron Man 2. Number 22, Thor the Dark World. We're cranking through this. We're cranking through it. We we don't even need to talk about that movies, right? Like, there's nothing really notable to say. You know what? First, we got we got at least say what it is that's it's so terrible that puts it at number twenty three. <laughs> like, I, honestly, to me, like I, I think Mickey Rourke was just terrible in the movie, and the fact that you have this whole like middle section of the movie that has nothing to do with the rest of the movie, right? Yeah, it was super bloated, and then like it starts with the idea of like Sam Rockwell's character being like this weird. I don't know. Like, I felt like he was going to be more involved than Mickey Rourke ended up being involved, mm-hmm. and then the whole like baby steps to not actually deal with his alcoholism in the movie too. Like where they like kind of hint at it at the beginning, but that don't necessarily address it. I don't know. It's just something about it just felt like there just wasn't as much put into it, especially yeah. coming off how great the first one was. Oh yes. Yes. That, right. That See, now do we need to take into consideration dirty smexy and chat says incredible Hulk is their number 23. Incredible Hulk's <laughs> coming up. We could, we could take that into uh into <laughs> I think it's pretty unanimous though. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, no. All right, so for me Iron Man 2 was just lackluster. Like they had the cast, it looked like it could have been really good and when you see it in theaters the first time it's like, oh, "I was an Iron Man movie. That was fun." Because at this point we don't really have like a bar mm-hmm. for like like for Iron Man movies. So it's like, "Oh, it was fun." Like, "All right, cool." But then you go back and you look at it and you're like, no, that's it's kind of trash, though. I mean, <laughs> the best thing about Iron Man 2 is the fact that we get Don Cheadle as War Machine. Like, he comes in. Yeah. That's, yeah. That even threw me off because I really liked the original casting for War Machine also for Rhodey. So, like, we get the recasting and that's just a little bit jarring because it's like, wait. It kind of was, but like, there's a golden rule, and that is, if you can put Don Cheadle in your movie, <laughs> you put Don Cheadle in your movie. He's perfect, not ex- perfect example. Even Steven's movie. Was sure. 
I don't know. think he's in that. I think he is. Isn't he the dude that runs the show? No, it's the principal from... Uh, I thought that was Don Cheadle. I thought that was Don Cheadle. No, no, no. I haven't seen it in so long that like, for some reason Don Cheadle just stuck out there. Because I think he was on SNL at the time, too. He was a regular cast member. Was he? Oh, yeah. Tim Meadows? Is that his name? Uh, it sounds right. That sounds right. Did you say the principal from Mean Girls? Yes. Yes, and that's Tim Meadows. Yeah, Tim Meadows How is the guy who's the game show. Them? It's the ladies' man. How did I confuse them? I don't know. I mean, so, they look fairly similar. All right, chat, nobody's, no, we're not going to talk about this from now on. Anyway. It never happened. Oh, it's um, safe. Thor 2 also is weird because <laughs> my... So I was going to say, like, everything that I said about Iron Man 2 for Thor, Thor The Dark World in the sense of, like... There's really not a whole lot going on. The bad guys aren't really that great. And then Malekith is just kind of just like boring, you know, like he doesn't really do much. And then you have Natalie Portman and you don't do anything with her, which I think is a royal sin that Marvel does with a lot of their uh, actresses. Mm -hmm. But um, look at Rachel McAdams in Doctor Strange. Yeah, case in point, right? But it's weird because like I almost want to put it last now because at least Iron Man... Well, no, no, no. Okay, no, no. This makes perfect sense of what I was going to say. Iron Man was amazing, so the gap between Iron Man and Iron Man 2 is far greater. Iron Man 2 has to be last. Mm-hmm. Whereas Thor was just okay, so the dip down into Thor the Dark World wasn't as far as a, of a fall, if that makes sense. It does make sense, but I think, for me, the reason why it, it jumps above uh, Iron Man 2 in, in the spotting is be, is just because of your relationship between Thor and Loki, or Chris Hemsworth and Tom Hiddleston. Like, just right. their chemistry on on screen is great so to to at least have that uh still makes the movie that much better but you're right like the the villain is lackluster the the problem with the movie is that they're still trying to figure out what they want to do with a thor property and we don't get that till thor ragnarok where they're like oh right right. we need to do property they don't want to let him do his his comedy thing they don't want to let hemsworth like be hemsworth on screen because they don't know how to write thor yet no, um, they needed they needed the Avengers movies to really figure it out. Yeah. Well, to to be fair, right? Like the first Thor was Kenneth Branagh doing like a Shakespearean Odyssey type play, and oh, and it, like it works. Like I enjoy that movie. Uh, yeah. I think I, I, more than some people, but it's solely <laughs> like you said on the back <laughs> of uh, Loki and his relationship to Thor and what he exists as not only to Thor in this, but then later on in Avengers. And like he's he's the heart of the movie for me. Mm-hmm. So at the end, when you're like, "Wow, not a whole lot happened in that movie." Sure was a Thor movie, but everything that Loki's involved with, I like enough to put it above Iron Man two. Yep. All right, and then Iron. Uh, so that's number twenty two, right? Mm-hmm. All right, so twenty one. Who wants to go first? I have Incredible Hulk. <laughs> I, I don't understand why so many people are down on that movie. I think it's so good. I think I should have given it a fairer shake. Um, I think recontextualizing Mark Ruffalo now, looking back on it within the context of the entire MCU, it just feels like a movie I don't ever need to watch again. And mm-hmm. so I put it lower for that reason. Not necessarily, like it might be fine. Like I, it's just not a movie that I want to put in. That's fair. Like, I, I love the fact that with Edward Norton as, as Bruce Banner and then Mark Ruffalo as Bruce Banner, I know that everybody loves Mark Ruffalo. I love Mark, Mark Ruffalo too. I just think you get two different Bruce Banner, 
Bruce Banners, whereas, you know, Edward Norton is doing this very scrawny nerd, you know, but still able to take care of himself in the Amazon rainforest or wherever it is that he's in the beginning of the movie. And then Mark Ruffalo comes in and he's more of the like stoic kind of like, uh, uh, loner instead of being just nerdy. Like I, I agree. Oh, go ahead. Ian. Sorry. Incredible Hulk felt like it felt like a toned down born movie. Like a, like it, it was almost it was almost a born identity kind of movie just in the in the way that he was moving around and like trying to evade people and like yeah. trying yeah. to get to the bottom of what he was doing but everything was really like really hush really low key and then he would like snap out and just like wreck a bunch of people and then like keep trying to sneak around like i liked that part of it I um mean- at first, the first time you see him Hulk out in that movie, in that that particular movie, they play it up like a like a Jaws movie, you know, like he's yeah. shadows and like little glimpses of him until finally, boom, he gets you know grabs the dude. I I, I don't know. I I really love that movie. Uh, I, I to it. to both of your guys' points, I think the best part of the movie is Edward Norton, even though mm-hmm. like Edward Norton kind of got in his own way, like off off the set, right? Like he just. It's just Edward Norton everywhere he goes, I guess. But um, <laughs> I think the the best part of the movie is you get the sense that Bruce Banner has like managed and has a very good sense of how Hulk works at the point that we're introduced to him. Mm-hmm. And then as the movie like digresses into conflict, it, it almost seems like he's like learning to be as confident as he should be with himself. And that part's cool. It's just... I don't know. I just, I just, I didn't like Born either. So like maybe there's a there's a thing to that comparison as well because the first Born movie I fell asleep through. Um, but also this is I think one of the most egregious instances of same v same with Abomination at the end. Yeah, yeah, and that kind of um, kills me. Dirty Smexy in chat says Incredible Hulk fall. Uh, Incredible Hulk fails because it has Tim Roth and does fuck all with Tim Roth. Except for the badass fight scene that he goes <laughs> Hulk with, like he that is showing us the first glimpse of what a Captain America movie can be when he's a one man army versus the Incredible Hulk. That scene yeah. is sick. Where he's it's just him, and he, he, you can tell he's on ropes and stuff, but like he's just running in there and he's just effing stuff up, and you're just like, okay, this part's interesting. I like this part. The part where he's in like the glass bridge and like the gas cans come in and he like hulks out in there. There's a really cool set piece. I think mm-hmm. there's great parts in it. Oh yeah. I just I look at my list and I'm like I can't go higher. Sorry. <laughs> I put Iron Man three here at twenty one. Like or yeah, Iron Man three because as much as I love Shane Black movies, I hate Shane Black movies. Like he, <laughs> he thinks he's so funny in his jokes and it just shows in his movies and. And like I love Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, I love uh, you know Lethal Weapon, uh, in uh, Predator, and I even like the new Predator movie that he wrote and directed. Uh, but it's just so much of him in this movie, and I get like they did this whole thing is like, oh, well, who is Tony Stark without the Iron Man suit? It just doesn't play out the way that I think they thought it was going to play out, and it, to me, it drags in in so many places. And then we get the we get the the real villain isn't the real villain. There's the, it's the person behind the villain. See, I, 
I have a problem with Iron Man 3 because of Shane Black and the way that like a lot of his jokes are like a lot of the jokes that are written in there like they force Robert Downey Jr. to say a bunch of stuff that just doesn't feel organic and it feels really shitty because he like it's just in the moment he's like ah this would be really funny if you were just a dick right like <laughs> sure Tony's a dick but like there's context with his dickishness most of the time Iron Man 3 it felt like he was just an asshole for the sake of being an asshole most of the time and I think that's the problem with like Robert Downey Jr. Everybody now associates associates Robert Downey Jr. with being Tony Stark, and they think that one and the same. And thus, yes, the true two are pretty close. I think Robert Downey Jr. is a little bit closer to Iron Man three Tony Stark than anybody really wants to remember. <laughs> right. Um, <clears throat> well, yeah, I mean, he's worked with Shane Black before, and oh, yeah. it's crazy because I agree with every single thing you guys are saying. Honestly, like because I know that it's like so over the top when his he writes his characters to be these blatant assholes. Like that stuff is so funny to me. I don't know if it's just a humor situation where I just like this stuff just lands more. But every time like the part where he's just like, so what? Some people's dads leave. No need to be a pussy about it. That <laughs> shit landed for me so hard. I died. That's that's one of those lines that feels just way out of left field for me. How it got past Disney, I don't know. That's a part of why it caught me off guard so much. But like those type of like Shane Black is I love him. I I I love him to pieces. But he has his things where you're like, God damn it, Shane Black. (laughs) And that movie made me like the whole the whole script of that movie more or less to make me go, damn it, Shane Black. Um getting caught up on chat here real quick. Pep says Mitch is super right about Shane Black. We've talked about this at length. Iron Man 3 is a miss. Uh, is a miss because it was written for 40 year old dudes actually <laughs> chimes in saying shane black works best when he's doing uh faux noir uh, faux noir detective films and they think that iron man 3 is dope but that's just them i, I like uh, it as well it's, it's higher on my list than you guys not not a, not a, like a far ways up the list but um like my next one is ant-man um, so what are we putting for 21 for the official list um uh, wait what what was what how how far up your list from this spot is uh iron man 3 ian like two <laughs> <laughs> what do you well what do you have in between do you guys have another one like what see this is hard because we're not looking at the list to like aggregate it yeah so i have um like i said i left my list that i wrote down at work like an idiot so i'm trying to like piece this back together on the fly um so i have at number 21 at number 21 i had thor the first thor the first thor okay mostly because it's kind of like it's just kind of there like it's it sets up loki awesome cool but the rest of the movie just is underwhelming Mm -hmm. um and then from there, I have looking through the list again because if I see the titles, I'll remember. See, and in my th- I have Thor at nineteen. Yeah, and then I have I have, I have Thor at nineteen. No, okay. you're, you're you're gonna hate me for this, but I have Guardians two at twenty. Whoa! <laughs> yeah, that's whoa! Crazy. I 
we i'll i'll defend it when we get there but (laughs) we're almost there (laughs) i know but i want to i want to get 21 locked in before i start defending myself (laughs) so iron man 2 thor 2 and then i would i would put thor like the first thor at 21 okay so i i have iron man 3 ian has thor i had incredible hulk you had incredible hulk should we put it to chat? <laughs> well, so this is yeah. Doing a doing a list this way is hard because like let's say, for example, Ian has Guardians of the Galaxy 2 at 20. Yeah. <laughs> and I have it at 10. At that point. Right? If if it's if it's like a majority on it, I say we give the majority the spot. Because like I might be the outlier opinion as it looks like I am between you two and chat. Uh, <laughs> uh, we can, we can do that. Uh, I was just going to write down like each individual slot and then we could split the difference for all a bunch of the stuff or figure it out from there after we get. Uh, yeah. okay. I like that. I like that Mitch. All right. Um, so what are we saying for 21? Well, I already wrote it down. I, you, you're Iron Man three or I'm Iron Man three. You're Thor and, and, uh, Malfoy is incredible. Oh, okay, and and then we'll it's like we'll we'll loop back around on it later, kind of thing. Correct. Yep. I got you. I'm I'm smart. There's my <laughs> camera. You're smart. I was pointing at the other one. <laughs> um. All right. So number twenty then. I put, <laughs> well, I put I put Guardians two. You must defend that shit now. <laughs> yes. Okay. Absolutely, dude. Okay. Uh, Guardians two felt in like nothing happens. nothing happens does it move the story of of the infinity saga along of the infinity Saga? you can't base all this off just the infinity saga it does it does immeasurably how it shows okay one okay so when i watched infinity war the first time right and thanos uh spoiler alert i don't know why it would be a spoiler but when thanos kills gamora right there's no spoilers on this channel. We've, we watched it as a right. family. No, I, I know. I, I just I just felt like there's like saying Gamora dies just feels like I need to be. Def- but after that happened, I was in the moment like. I guess I believe he loved her. I guess. I mean, now it, having gone back to watch Guardians and hearing the whole relationship between Gamora and Nebula, who Nebula is like one of my favorite characters of all time. Now <laughs> you understand why Thanos would love Gamora is because she never lost. She doesn't lose. And that's what Thanos values. So in that moment when he actually does have to kill her, I, I now I'm like, holy shit, that moment is huge. <laughs> All because of Guardians. Okay. I will concede that point. The rest of the movie is it's just, it's so just not, not uh, we get a scene where Star Lord plays catch with his space dad, and like it's supposed to mean something, but it doesn't. I mean, didn't you want to see Luke Skywalker play play space catch with Darth Vader? No, did you? <laughs> I don't, but I don't care about those characters. Uh, also, the 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 metaphors, the batteries, the through lines, Yondu and and Rocket, like the whole. It's it's so genius. I don't understand how you hate it. The the subplot of the subplot of Rocket 
learning that he's just been pushing people away and he's not actually a tool bag. He's just doesn't know how to like function. I like that subplot. That is a good subplot. I mean, we get, yeah, we get such good character development in those side characters. Gomorrah and, and, and Nebula, like he, like Malfoy was pointing out, they, they learn that, you know, being sisters is more important than being enemies. Like they can be there for each other. Rocket learns that if he doesn't stop, he's going to end up by himself dying alone. Like it's, it's not a good thing. I I don't want to, I don't want to sound mean. (laughs) I'm trying to say this the nicest way I possibly can. This movie gave us the Jar Jar Binks of this whole franchise. And that is Mantis. Mantis. I mean, you don't like Mantis. (laughs) Drives me absolutely insane. Absolutely insane. Yeah, Mantis was a double down on da- on Drax. Like it's, it's yeah. Like, let's give yeah, me yeah, yeah. And, for sure. Drax, that was and, it's just one joke. The two yeah, of them and, are one joke for sure. Yes, exactly. And so Mantis was annoying because it was the double down on Drax, like Mitch said. And Drax is the downfall of Guardians One, in my opinion. I love Dave Batista. I love Dave Batista. I think he's uh, I think he's absolutely hysterical as a person. I liked him as a wrestler. Like, let's go. I'm Dave Batista. I'm here for you. Drax, I don't blame you for Drax. I blame the script. I did have a couple <laughs> issues. I did have a couple issues with Drax this time because there's like a third of the movie where it's literally just him laughing at different points. Like he, <laughs> like he actually doesn't say things for like a good 30 minutes in the middle. It's just new scenes of him laughing either with or without Mantis. Which got me laughing because his laugh is contagious as fuck. Exactly. And, and you just it's Dave Batista. You love Dave Batista. That's the way it goes. If you right. don't love him, he's gonna Batista bomb your heart into submission and you will love that man. Right. But all right. We but, spent time with Ian done with my opinion. Um after Incredible Hulk, I have uh Ant Man. I mean, I'm talking about how much you loved Ant-Man and the Wasp. You're going to put Ant-Man all the way so, down? Here's the thing. Every time I tried to watch Ant-Man, I haven't been able to finish it. Why? I don't you, know what it is. I just haven't been into it. Paul Rudd is national treasure. Like, yeah, you, no, no, he's, he's 100% the best part. I don't know what it is. I, I feel like um, Hope's character in Ant-Man and the Wasp is a lot different. Than what she is in the first Ant-Man okay, movie, and, and this that. Of, like I didn't really like her at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Corey Stoll. I think he was kind of wasted. Like I wish he was more involved. <laughs> like he's such a good actor for him to just be like evil villain guy number two is kind of disappointing. Um, Michael you know, Pena was a little too Michael Pena in the first one. I think he had a great amount in the second one. I think Ti and um, I think his name is Das Mulchen, right? Yeah, yeah, like that. The whole like ex-con group, they were great in the second one. But in yeah. the first one, it was just kind of like hit or miss. I, I didn't feel like they had their groove yet. You know, we we only that. have the success of the ex-con group because of the work that Luis put in in the first one. Are you kidding me? If like there's a reason that we were petitioning to have Luis recap the Infinity Saga as like the forerunner to Endgame in the theater for a reason. This is the same problem you have with Drax, right? We we love Michael Pena. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think <laughs> I think the Louise character hit so well for me because I went to high school with that guy. <laughs> I like, mean that's well yeah. Like where, yeah. where I grew up, the group of friends I had, the high school I went to, 
I knew that dude. And just like, <laughs> like that's the way that that goes. Oh, for sure. I had I had a couple of Michael Pena's in my high school too. Like, Wait, Dirty Spexy, what the hell do you mean that Ant Man is the hand job of Marvel movies? Yeah, is it explain that one? It's like I appreciate the effort, but you know what I really want? Are we are, are we are we Donald Glovering this right now? Is that where you're going? <laughs> I don't think it's bad. Like like to be fair, like I don't I don't think very many of these movies are bad, right? Like maybe <laughs> Iron Man and, and Thor: The Dark World, but like. For the Iron most Man part, two. Yeah, yeah, Iron Man two. Iron Man sorry, one sorry, is fantastic. Sorry, sorry. Sorry, yeah, we had just talked about Iron Man two. Uh, right. Iron Man one is way up on my list, but uh, yeah. yeah, you're absolutely right. Like Iron Man two and Thor: Dark World are at the bottom of my list, and they are like by far at the bottom of my list. Everything yeah. else is pretty much pretty equal in the middle, and then there's my top five. Like yeah, like I, I started like going back and forth pretty high in the teens. Like th- yeah. most of this list is pretty tough. So yeah. Having like, Ant-Man this far down is mainly just because I didn't connect with it, and I get that. That's shocking. I don't know. That's fair. I right. I, I just want to say, after I watched Ant-Man, I, I wanted Corey Stoll to be Lex Luthor. Like, I think he would have made... Yeah, like, right? Aaron Cross was a great Lex Luthor, but... um, So, my number 20 is Homecoming. Like, I, I love the fact that we got Spider-Man into the MCU, and... Fair to be, you know, to be fair, we had him in Civil War. That's his introduction. <laughs> this movie just plays out too much like a freeform high school drama, like for me. And I just did not was not there for it. Like as much as I get to see the Spider Man stuff happening, the relationship stuff just and and then the the friend with, with Ned and all that. Other, like I don't know, it just wasn't my Spider Man, so to speak. Like which is. Not anything against the movie. It's obviously all about me, but I just, I couldn't get behind this movie. See, I, like, Ned is a character I could take or leave. Right? <laughs> Ned Ned is a character I'm like, ah, I mean, like, okay. Like, if, if that's where we're going, okay. I'm, I'll, I'm here for it. Um, I was really happy that we got a, like, young high school Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like oh I'm a senior and I'm about to graduate or look at me ha 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 I'm I'm a cool guy like Andrew Garfield no <laughs> like he he doesn't even know how to drive yet he's not yeah. old enough yeah I like I like that aspect of this movie that we got like young Spider Man we didn't get another origin for Spider Man because we didn't need another origin story for Spider Man but and, but. Everybody talks about that, but we ha- we leave out so much important stuff when we don't get the origin. Like, is Uncle Ben alive or dead in the MCU? It's I, well, ambiguous. They, they, and don't they talk about it like he's dead? Because there's a there's a yeah. moment where Aunt, Aunt May talks about him. Does does she like say- when she's when she's helping him get ready for homecoming? Like, there's a moment I think when she's doing mm-hmm. his tie or whatever. I don't think she says dead though. I think she just says gone. Well, I, I don't even think she. I don't even think she. Yeah, I think she just says he would have been so proud. Like, I don't even think she goes so far as to say like what it is. But I think the moment of like he would have been kind of implies that he's gone. Uh, Pep in chat just said he's dead. They said it. When? All right, Pep. Just because I said this to Malfoy earlier, <laughs> show your work. Um, <laughs> um, I'm just saying, like, I get it. I know nobody wants to see the death of Uncle Ben again, but like a gravestone would have been nice. I, I don't know something visually to to depict that he's dead. Just it's just like the the spider sense. We don't really hmm. get an idea of spider sense until Far From Home, which the, I have not seen. 
Would you the have- selling point? Hold on, let me get my thoughts together because you said far from home, and now my head's like, yeah, far from home. No, here we go. All right. So the set like the biggest selling point for homecoming for me is the fact that we finally get Donald Glover in a Spider-Man movie. He's not I'm, Miles Morales, but I'll take what I can get. No, he's well, I mean, his, his existence. I mean, he even says Miles Morales in the movie, right? So like he yeah. gets to be the guy to tell us Miles Morales exists. So in a way, and, and he's, um, he's the uncle Aaron character. So that means we could potentially see him later down the line as Prowler. We could like, it sets up a lot of stuff to get Donald Glover into the MCU. And I'm really excited about that. Well, especially with all the crazy casting news coming out with all the other Spider-Man right now. Like if, if Miles Morales gets involved, why would, why would Donald Glover not be involved? Right. Right. Like bang, boom, there we go. We need that. Uh, So homecoming is really far up my list. I really love this movie, but also all the reasons you hate it are the reasons I like it. So this is a taste (laughs) thing. Um, I love cheesy high school movies. I love the angle they went with this. Um, I liked his relationship with Ned, how they're just homies. Like they always have their, you know, handshakes that they do. Um, the guy in the chair moment where the, he gets caught and he's just like, I'm watching porn. Like, it's just like, what am I, what am I going to say right now? Like every, every joke in this is just like my guilty pleasure genre is like cheesy high school movies. So this being technically a cheesy high school movie was i love about but um, if you don't like that i totally get why you hate this movie and i i support your decision and <laughs> this also solidifies i see now from my earlier mess up with celebrity names and actor names i'm afraid to name people by name but Go for it. um this solidifies that michael keaton has to play somebody who has something to do with something that flies in everything yeah. he does oh dude the car scene yeah where he was like out yeah that was a great scene are you kidding me it's a good scene that's a that's a really good scene that's the best scene in the movie like for me like nothing beats that in that that, the whole movie i would say that scene in the in the scene where he has to find the strength to 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 like get out of that rubble like i agree two scenes are the the best scene out of that movie all right pep just redeemed some channel points uh he says i'm paying for the last one to be read please and he had said just above that Young Peter in the films has been or has been them having to overcorrect for 35-year-old tennis dad Peter in the cartoon back when for me. Wait, what? So you didn't like the the old cartoon and this is them like way overcorrecting for him being an old man? I'm, I'm reading that again in my head making sure I didn't like leave words out or anything like that. I Young Peter in the films yeah. has been them having to correct. Uh, Young yeah. Peter in the films is... I cannot read. I'm too handsome to you, read. You, you, you read it. You read it, right? You read okay. It right. Has been them cor- overcorrecting for 35 year old tennis dad Peter in the cartoon back when in the 90s cartoon when he's wearing that polo shirt. Now, one thing Pep needs to remember that just coming out of the 80s, yuppie was still a thing. So, you know the the polo shirt is not too far out of the realm, but. Um, he's supposed to be older than that. He's he's out of college at that point. Like in that cartoon, it's, it, he's not he's not the t- the high school kid. So I I get it, but I mean sure. how 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 often has he been super young in the comics? Is that like a normalized thing now, or like because I feel like when he was first created, 
what didn't he eventually become an adult for like a long time i don't think he was an adult till till probably the late 90s like not until he gets married to mary jane like is is he considered an adult like he's he's a high school kid for the good part of his existence huh so I'm just going to toss this out here. Are we agreeing to disagree on number 20 as well? And we'll, well, we're just going through our list right now. We we just touched on homecoming because I, I really liked that movie. Okay. Well, and Mitch has it at number 20. I do. So number 19, Malfoy, what's your number 19? Uh, I have Thor. Thor. Okay. So we, we already went over our grievances for Thor. Uh, I have, all right, lose my list. Uh, I have age of Ultron in at 19 um it's a it's a once again it's a avengers movie which was great to see all the characters on the on the screen and then you know to get that final battle scene of sokovia is is really cool but they did a real like misuse of ultron to me like it was Mm -hmm. such a powerful villain and that's all they did with him get him a new body and then try and he tries to you know destroy the earth like it just i just feel like there could have done some more and then it also just feels like a movie to get to the next thing like it doesn't really feel like a actual movie it just feels like a filler it feels like filler episodes of a show like when you're when you're watching a show i think that's fair um i i I always feel like i like this movie more than most people do and i'm not quite sure why like i think the opening action sequence um, where they're going to get the scepter and that's where they run into the twins for the first time mm-hmm. uh, is, is weirdly enough, like one of my favorite action sequences that they have in all the movies. Like for me, like the way that they choreographed it, the language piece. Um, mm-hmm. And then when Thor and Captain America team up for like this throwaway action thing where he hits a shield and then they just detonate a whole line of people. And you're just like, why is this not just every scene? then if you can do this, right. Um, yeah, they don't do a good job of saying like, "Oh, this might actually hurt Cap," so we don't do it that often. But right, I get what you're saying. That like it, that scene shows that they've been Avengers for a little bit now. Like they know how to work together, they know how to execute things, and they're they're doing it. They're they're in it together. But and and James Spader like playing what is basically like he's a toddler because he's literally only been alive for like three or four days. Mm-hmm. But then also like getting all the worst things that he's learned from Tony, like his his. Uh, his tantrums he throws and then he's like god damn i wish people would just like like understand like his impatience Mm -hmm. and then ultimately like his god complex like i think the casting really does a lot of weight for me um because i think james spader's sarcasm just resonates with me as a human being way too too, way too much (laughs) so all of his deliveries land his monologues the way he speaks like he's just chewing dialogue and i'm here for it the whole way i do agree that the movie itself is not amazing and i think it was basically like hey we need vision how do we get vision Mm -hmm. uh let's build a let's build a movie around it um and then we can use that pinocchio song too that'll be cool people love it (laughs) um so i don't i don't have it much higher but i do i do really love james spader uh yeah i I mean james spader was a great addition and and anything to get paul bettany into the movie other than just his voice i'm i'm for so i i get what you i get what you're saying there i'm sorry ian what i would you say oh, no you're good you you can you can make all the points you want because i i love your voice but um i i think the thing that's that did it for me in ultron like 
was the fact that we get to see Claw for the first time and we see how he loses his arm. <laughs> and, and circus is great, right? He's just, right. Yes. So like that did it, but I super agree with Mitch in the way of like Ultron came out off the heels of age of Ultron, the comic event. And I had read that. I loved it. It was fantastic. And Ultron was actually terrifying in the comics. Right? Mm -hmm. In Age of Ultron, the movie, he just seems like an inconvenience. I mean, they get over him. They get it. They, they, they beat him. They beat the idea of Ultron much easier than when they, they, you know, having to beat the physical bodies of, of Ultron. Like, yeah. And like in the comics, everyone died. <laughs> like, like people were ripped in half. Like, there's no coming back from that. Well, there is because it's comic books. But like, you get what I'm saying. Like, yeah. like the Age of Ultron, the comic event felt permanent. It felt like it had weight to it. The there was no way this movie was going to be good though. Like, like by we, the standards that, that were set going into it, right? Like yeah, this is like, the first Avengers sequel and this comic event that you're talking about, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think they chose a poor like I know that they were trying to be like, hey, let's just catch the heat from Age of Ultron, right? But like y'all picked a bad event to try to do that with, to try to do something like this with, because we didn't have Wolverine, we didn't have Hank Pym yet, we didn't have Spider Man yet, we didn't have like the big players from Age of Ultron to go in and do it in a way that that worked age of Ultron also deals with the time travel aspect that we deal with in Endgame, So we didn't have any of that going on because Wolverine was supposed to go back in time and try to murder Hank Pym because if Hank Pym was the one who made Ultron, it well, wasn't they, Tony Stark. They had their own, uh, they had their own X-Men time travel thing going on around this time. Yeah. So like it was this one, it, it felt spiteful. <laughs> was this was this Joss Whedon's last project with Marvel? Yep, because they, yeah. they had a big falling out at the end of this. Like, yeah, he was very upset that you know they they took a lot of things away from him. Like the I believe the Thor part, you know, you know, setting up for the rest of the Infinity War was like the thing that he didn't want to add in. But then also the fans had a big backlash on him because of the Black Widow edition of like. She had to be. She had to have a hysterectomy to to become the assassin from the red room. Like that whole thing about her not being able to have kids was a big backlash on him. So interesting. Yeah. And I I don't know. I don't feel like I feel like that kind of made sense logically within the story. But I get why people would be upset by the concept. But interesting. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I I will. I'll I'll be cool and I'll I'll put Age of Ultron here with you. I'm okay with that. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Uh going into number 18. Oh man, I screwed up. Yeah, I was going to say your list says Thor at 19, Age of Ultron at 18. I would have been with Malfoy. Okay. Cool. So now it's Age of Ultron. <laughs> I have your I'm, list up. I don't know why I didn't say anything. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> I didn't want to be like, excuse me, sir. Your <laughs> list says, because you could have changed something since then. Yeah. I don't nope. know. Nope. I just, I just, <laughs> but, uh, so then what do you have for 18? Uh, 18, I put Captain Marvel. Samesies. Ooh. 
you guys not having any Carol Danvers love. And it's not even that. This one is the one that I saw last. Okay. And you kind of don't need it for the rest of everything. <laughs> like uh, her appearance in Infinity War and I, it's not even in Infinity War. It's just an Endgame. Her appearance in Endgame is so minor that you could have just been like, hey, what up? I'm Captain Marvel. High five about it? Cool. And like that's your that's your introduction to her. You know what I mean? So I have a question about this because I just finished Ant-Man and the Wasp. This is the only reason this would have ever stood out to me. But some of the colors in the all the quantum energy and stuff look very similar to the energy coming off of Carol Danvers in the explosion. Yeah. Yeah, you get. I don't know if there's a tie to that because, like, she doesn't really get small, right? She just has like these crazy, like, fusion powers or whatever they call them. Um, and I, I don't know, like, that color, like, I, I feel like Marvel would do something like that deliberately. Like, it doesn't feel like an accident. Um, but I'm, I'm with you in that this movie feels like it was a puzzle piece that fit neatly into what we have already. But I don't know that I got any new information, like, other than the scrolls. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't feel like I got like, okay, th- like the scrolls feel like, okay, we're going to save this. And then later we're going to have this cool thing. And because we had this movie, you guys will appreciate it. And it feels like it's like setting up for the future, which pretty much it is right. Like she, she's barely even an end game. Um, but she is for sure the weakest part of the movie for me, not because of Brie Larson. I just feel like she didn't really get a lot to do. Um, I think Sam Jackson is fucking awesome because he's Sam Jackson. And of course he is. And I think Talos was surprisingly cool. Um, but d- did you guys get any Star Trek into darkness vibes from this movie with like the whole like misdirect oh. of like this crazy weapon that they're trying to get to, but it turns out it's just, he's trying to save his people. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. You're right. That's, that is pretty similar. And then the whole, uh, Jan Varg or young Jan, whatever Judah Judah no Jude Laws Jude Law. yeah. <laughs> character's name is being the you know the ultimate bad guy as opposed yep. to yeah um and I don't know why I'm giving you so much crap I think my I think I have this as number 17 so it's not that far off the list um it's just that I I you know I enjoyed the the origin story of captain marvel here like i and i get what you're saying about the the power the power set having the same things but i think that's more of just the lazy part of the movie making of the mcu because like how many times do we see just a big beam in the sky and that's the the final you know set piece you know it's just this is what we do this is what look at look at comic books themselves whenever they want to show some type of energy power it's always fusion uh, um fuchsia colored right like it's just this is what we know so we go with that okay i just i just thought it was interesting because like they came out relatively close to each other yeah so so i didn't know if that was like maybe them trying to like go in a new direction um i i think the coolest part about this is like the kree hive mind thing where like they all like answer to this like known truth thing and i'm still not really quite sure like what the entity is. Cause they have these like portable, like tap into things to communicate. So the whole like cult 
aspect of the Kree in that sense was really interesting to me. Um, it just, I don't know, like the, me, like piecing it to into darkness really like tainted my viewing towards the end. Cause I was like, Holy shit, this is like that too. <laughs> um, but it's uh, like I said before with the other movies, like this movie is, is good. I'm not going to say it's like a bad movie, like definitely watch it if you're interested. Uh, the only, there's only two movies on this list that I don't recommend. Um, it's just, <laughs> I don't, I don't feel like they got enough out of Brie Larson. And I, th- I feel like a lot of this movie is her doing her like really convincing mean mug. Oh, it is true. And I think that the, the biggest other big seller of this movie was like, Hey, we can make Sam Jackson look young again, like 30 years younger. And it, he does look younger. He doesn't move like he's younger though. And that, and we, it's, it's noticeable, but it's getting way better. Like it's, oh, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. Uh, do we want to move on to seventeen then? Sure. Yes. Um, I'm making sure. Uh, Pep asked, "Can y'all send me your lists? I can help aggregate your results and make this chart." Um, so can we get a recap? Because, like, just to make sure that that I'm not trying to switch stuff around or anything, I'm trying to keep myself honest here. Oh, yeah, I sent him my list. Um, but so far, I believe we're at Iron Man 2, Thor 2. Uh, after that, what did you, you guys said something different than me? Yeah, we all we all disagreed for. Oh, right. Correct. We all I disagreed. said Guardians 2. Uh, and then we put Thor 1 after that. For, for what are we, number 21? So 21, we all disagreed. Yeah, yeah, 21, we all disagreed. 20 we all disagreed again right? right but 19 we have thor and age of ultron so the two thors would probably win out correct okay. and then 18 would be captain marvel because there's two captain marvels in one age age of ultron well, i'm i'm trying to think like what did i put for 20 uh for 20 you put guardians of the galaxy volume 2 that's what i thought so I'm marking it down as we go. I can send Pep my tweet, my tweet, if that's what he wants. Yeah, I think that's what he's saying. Just get him the three lists. Yeah. Then, uh, um, Pep, Mitch has his pinned. It's his pinned tweet. I'm I'm sending it to him. Okay. And then we all disagreed at twenty again because you had said homecoming. Right, I said. Oh, I said Guardians two, and Malfoy said Ant Man, and then uh, so now we're on to seventeen. Four. I've already said Captain Marvel, so I'm right there with you. Uh, Malfoy, what, what's your seventeen? Um, I have First Avenger. Oh, you you, you hurt me. I know. I'm sorry. Um, I've got a lot of shit for that one specifically on this list with other people I've shared it with. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll tell you this. I am a stick or not a stickler. I am a softy for uh, origin stories just in general. So this one gets, gets to me. It, like I love this one even more than winter soldier. And I know that one hurts a lot of other people. Um, but winter soldier is a perfect movie. I mean, mm, it's good. Pretty good movie, but I just like winter first soldier first Avenger better. Malfoy, nothing will ever be Spider-Man 2 to you, and I've understood this for a long time. That's (laughs) fair. Luckily, I didn't have to put this on this list and upset some people, but um, no, no, no. So, I think 
Okay, so this is going to be like how you feel about Homecoming being um, like a, a teen high school movie and it feeling like it's not really like a like a Spider-Man that you want it to be, right? Mm-hmm. I, I get that this movie being like a pulp, like kind of like this weird uh, like propaganda piece almost that he gets sucked into and then the movie kind of replicates. It's just something I don't really enjoy watching and like the the whole idea of like, I know the movie doesn't glorify war, but like the like things, excitement, like the montages and stuff. I'm just like, who is this for? Like, it, it just kind of feels gross. And like, that's just a personal thing. Like the, I, I get like they succeeded at making this movie very 1940s. Like he would be this propaganda machine. And like, I get that that's what it is. I, sh- I just, again, with same thing with um, Ant-Man earlier. I just, I, it didn't gel with me. All right, fine. Because, I mean, we're going to have to argue about it anyway because I put Incredible Hulk here. Okay. <laughs> well, you you guys both put it pretty far up the list. I'm I'm the lone one out on uh, Incredible Hulk, I think. Yeah, because mine goes at 17, and I think Mitch has... Oh, no. Incredible Hulk's next one. With... Is that what I have it next? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not trying to take the, the, the mystique out of, your, out of your list here. I mean, I... Like I said, I get it. I get it why people don't enjoy Incredible Hulk. Um, I mean, I, I feel like we need... I get everything that Malfoy's saying about the first Avenger and, and the issues that he's having with it. And it's very... That, it does sound like a taste thing, but like Stanley Tucci as, as Dr. Erskine like, is such a a great casting job there. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones as, as the sergeant or whatever he's... A general? Like, it's... I mean, we could have used him for something else or he, or someone else could have played that part. It would have been fine. But we get introduced to Peggy Carter and mm-hmm. yeah. that's a great part of the rest of the, the MCU and the relationship between the two of them like is so good. And, and what a third uh, Howard Stark for the MCU at this point, <laughs> which is all. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I have to put Incredible Hulk here. Because there's some things that they set up incredible set up here that just never came to fruition. Like they teased the brain and we just never got the brain. Yeah. And, and you, you know, know that's, what I mean? that's the whole like deal with Universal. Like if they want to make a Hulk movie in the MCU, they have to pay Universal for him to be the the main character. He can be in Avengers movies and he can be in Thor movies, but he can't be the main character. And I think that works out really well for the character, mm-hmm. if I'm honest. Oh, yeah. I think it does, too. The Hulk that you need, yeah. But since we have access to the Hulk, I think we should get some Hulk-specific bad guys from time to time, or, like, people that came from the Hulk, like, Pantheon. Well, let me tell you about a show that we're going to be getting on Disney Plus that you're really going to love. It's called She-Hulk, and it's going to well, be starring yeah. Tatiana Maslany, maybe. <laughs> no, wait, maybe. Isn't, isn't she finalized, or is it still a maybe? I think I don't think they've actually finalized that yet. God, I love her so much. <laughs> we all. <laughs> <clears throat> all right, Incredible Hulk is going to definitely be around here in the the high teens. Then by the time we get to the end of this, uh, so in sixteen is my is Incredible Hulk. Ian, what do you have at sixteen? I feel like you're going to hate me again. I, I am because I hate you already. I know you do. With this this whole podcast relationship has been lots of loathing from <laughs> like from, from each other. We're just like I can't 
And I was just like, I, I can't stand you sometimes. No. Um, so for 16, I put Guardians 1. Ooh. <sighs> goodness. Wow. Half yeah. of our audience just left because of you. I know. Wow. I know. So Guardians 1 is so far down the list, specifically because when it came out, I was working at the Plasma Center at the time, and my boss thought this movie was the shit. And I've seen it like 18 million times now because it would just play round and round and round. I have nothing against the movie as far as how it was made or the script or anything like that. Uh, contrary to what I said earlier about like Drax being a problem, like he's he's annoying in that one, but he's not the problem that he is as far as character in Guardians Two. Um, this is strictly just a personal beef I have with the movie. I'm just so tired of it. I'm okay. so over it that just like you know what, you could be at the bottom of the list because I because I despise you now. I mean. It's, it, <clears throat> I feel like there needs to be an asterisk here. Like that's not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Fine. I'll I'll asterisk it and put and asterisk. This is a personal beef. Only yeah. consider Mitch and Alex's opinions on this. <laughs> you know what? I will I will sit this one. I will sit Guardians <laughs> out because I have like a vendetta against this movie. I think that's fair. Which uh, I also have to bring up before we get to uh, Malfoy's uh, choice here. What are we going to do about your about your number twenty three? Like. Because you hadn't watched the twenty third movie, like should yeah. shouldn't that be Spider get, Far From Home? We get one movie where Malfoy doesn't get to vote. Wait, wait, wait! What if we do that? Because like Ian says, he's going to sit out now. So for your aggregate, oh wait, because in my list, I'm one off of you guys, right? Yeah. So do we just get to put Far From? Do we get to put Far From Home wherever we want because you haven't seen it? Like, is that one that legitimately comes down to Mitch and I? I guess that makes sense. Sure. All right. All right. I feel like I feel like I messed this up somehow. <laughs> nah, you didn't. No, no, no. We, we could put an asterisk on that one also that said Malfoy didn't watch based off principle. Yeah. So St- Stephen says he's putting it as uh, my lowest for the aggregate. I mean that makes okay. sense. Yeah. That's fine. So so what is your sixteen? Since we're not going to talk about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One at number sixteen, that's just ridiculous. Yeah. 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 No. We'll, we'll I mean, save we it for later. Did. We already did. I already said my piece. <laughs> uh, this is this is where I have Age of Ultron. Okay, so that makes sense. We we're we're all pretty close to each other. We have a few strange outliers in there with the first Avenger, but we yeah, all, yeah. it's all pretty close. Which uh, it breaks my heart because your your point about Peggy is so true. Like when we when I watch Endgame for the first time, the scene I cried at isn't even for Tony. It's the final shot with him yeah. dancing with Peggy. Like I fucking bald. <laughs> he gets to have the happy ending, which you don't think is going to happen for him. So, exactly, because he should have been dead when Crossbones died. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, all right. For my fifteen, um, this is where people are going to hate me. I put Ragnarok. Like I like that movie so much, but yeah. yeah. Other stuff in front of this movie for me that it it goes all the way to fifteen. Now we had Pat uh, Edwards on the podcast when we did um, Thor Ragnarok, and mm-hmm. I know that this is one of if not his number one, one of his top ones for uh, uh, his list. But as much fun as that movie is, I think at some points it goes a little bit over the top, and and the fact that there's like almost three competing storylines in that movie 
that it hurts it for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I feel like Hella is surprisingly weak for Kate Blanchett. Like, I don't feel like Kate Blanchett's doing a bad job. I just feel like her character literally is there to be just evil. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like, we just need you to be like knowingly the bad guy, so nobody's questioning that. And then at the end, we'll pay off this whole Ragnarok thing because there's no other way we can beat you. And then ultimately, it's just a buddy movie between uh, occasionally Thor and Loki or Thor and Hulk. Yeah, <laughs> yep. that's the fun part. Like that that whole stuff on like the other like junk planet is awesome. Is yeah. amazing. It's some mm-hmm. of the best things that's ever happened in in the whole MCU. But it's just like then you go to Hela and you're just like I really don't care about that part <laughs> at mean, all. You're you're right. I mean, we had two comic book stories in this of Thor Ragnarok and. Uh, planet hulk like these are the two stories from the comic books that are playing out in this movie and planet hulk is the more fun better story <laughs> absolutely dude and the, the, when he gets out of the jacuzzi and he's just like oh that's i'm never gonna unsee that i was in stitches dude i did not expect that this movie is the opposite like this movie is written the opposite of iron man 3 right where it's the comedy in it is funny because it's funny mm-hmm. not because it's like you're you're saying something that's just like you being an asshole or it might be just like one step too far and it's like a little bit of shock value or anything like that this movie's just funny and this movie just just it feels good like you you finally feel the relationship between thor and loki like they're finally brothers here um you get a whole bunch of stuff between like you get the character development that you need going into infinity war and Endgame for Bruce Banner, where we finally eventually get um, like Hulk banner. Um, and it's just a fun movie. Plus we get, we get uh Craig and meek. Like, <laughs> like how can you be the, mad at that? The last joke of the movie or he's just like, actually, he's dead. I stepped on him. I just couldn't bring myself to get rid of him. And then he wakes up and he's like, oh, my God, you're not dead. <laughs> yeah, I laugh. You know, I'm just like, this is great. Like, this is just joy. Like, this whole, uh-huh. like, five seconds didn't need to happen, but I'm glad it did. Like, yeah. We have, we have, ah, you're not dead. And a hammer pulled you off. And just <laughs> so all, those, all those great little one, like, great little one-liners that happen in there that are just fantastic. And it's... I, I love it. It's a good movie. It's a fun movie. Um, Mitch, I, I actually agree with you. It needs to be at number 15 here. Not because it belongs at 15, but because there's other stuff that's above it, if that makes sense. Yes, exactly. That's that's exactly how I feel. It's funny that you compared it to Iron Man 3, because that's what I got at 15. Oh, really? Really? Wow. Wow. I think so. Yeah, yeah. That is what I have. Okay. Thanks. We talked about it before. Uh I Shane Black just works. Um I just I agree that there are times where like maybe the dialogue just feels like, all right, you guys are just having fun. Like you wrote this scene and this is like you just like, hey, look how funny I am. Ha ha ha. This scene's like two minutes too long. Um <laughs> But other than that, like he's speaking to me. I'm his direct audience. I loved it. Um, I do think the fake out understandably pissed some people off because they wanted Mandarin to be like this big ominous figure and they got Ben Kingsley and all the pieces were in place for it to be this like big, like momentous thing. 
And then it's a psych out for a soccer joke, which I laughed at, admittedly, but I get why people didn't like it. Yeah. I will say the 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 coolest part of that movie for me was when uh Tony went full like Rambo and like fashioned together a bunch of I don't care, I'm a kill ya kind of gear <laughs> and just went through. He just electrocuted that guy. Just yeah. straight up. Just like you're dead. Um and like when he's doing his flying around fighting in the basement with like the the one gauntlet and the one boot. Mm-hmm. Like that was cool. Like seeing powerless Tony was a was a good change of pace. I still didn't like the movie that much. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I do have I, this movie. I think was the first moment where I had a major beef with them fake killing characters mm-hmm. in a way that it's like, who are you fooling right now? Like when Pepper falls and they're like the score cuts, and then Tony's like, oh, did anyone believe she was dead? Like, did anyone no. in the theater like, oh, no, she died. Like, no, we're like, OK, oh, no. yeah, give it five seconds, five <laughs> seconds. She'll be back. I'm not worried at all. Uh, did you ever see the meme that went around that 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 compares um, Killian Aldrich uh, to um, Syndrome from The Incredibles? How they're <laughs> much the same. Like, yeah. I never yeah. saw it, but I totally couldn't. I, I could follow the, the logic there. That's funny. <laughs> so, yeah, every time I think about the, that this movie, Iron Man 3, I think about that. And I'm like, oh, yeah, Incredibles is so much better than this movie. <laughs> it, I will give you that. I will give you that. The Incredibles is amazing. It's the best yep. Fantastic Four movie we have. It. This is completely true. <laughs> All you right. Know why it's, you, know, you know why it's the best Fantastic Four movie that we have? Because it didn't just absolutely shit the bed in Act Three, and it doesn't end with wait, say that again. True, but I, I'm saying it's better than the old Fantastic Four movies too. Yeah, also, Fan Four Stick doesn't need to be brought up. No, I'm saying that Fan Fan Four Stick was on track to be awesome, and then they just absolutely took a dump <laughs> in the bed, and we're like, we don't know what happened. <laughs> but anyway, I I can rant about that. That's the only movie, real quick, Mitch. That's the only movie that I've been to see with Malfoy where he legitimately in the theater went fuck no <laughs> yeah or no no he went he went oh fuck you <laughs> that's what it yeah. was i felt bad the lady behind me got mad at me which I is fair it, like whatever was it <laughs> in the movie no that was the very last scene where he says yeah, the, say that again after he's oh, like this is fantastic that's the point where you were like fuck you. oh fuck you like, fuck you like really that's how we're going to end this <laughs> and the lady had kids with her so i understand why she was mad but at the same time it's like you just sat through this like the rest of us did you're allowed to be mad (laughs) you're dead inside too don't (laughs) um all right let's move on to 14 uh because it's this is taking up quite a bit of time right if sorry guys so we're at we're at 14 do we want to say like and subscribe for part two well, I think you have to make it to at least ten before you can do that. It, we can. It's we twenty three. So if if we can get to twelve, I think we can like and subscribe for part two, okay. and like reasonably get point. through. Like that's uh, more or less the halfway spot. Because, Are we good with that? But I'm also not going to be around next week. What? Boners. Okay. Uh, so we would have to like and describe and be like, hey, be back in two weeks. <laughs> hey, like and subscribe for part two in two weeks. That's 
I, I think I'm okay with with that because that gives me time to formulate arguments. Because once we get to like the top of the list, I feel like that's when the fist fights are going to like actually start. This is true. This is true. All right, what's fourteen then? What is on your fourteen, Ian? So number fourteen, I put Ant Man. Ant Man. Okay. I have the first Avengers. Oh, okay. The, the first Avengers with an S. Not, not. Right. I'm not breaking your heart again. Sorry. <laughs> like I hated it so much, I put it on there twice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, this is where I have Far From Home. Um, so uh, I know that uh, Malfoy does not know this movie because he has anger towards anything no, else. No, no. Feel free to spoil it. I don't care. <laughs> uh, I I love Far From Home so much after the reveal of uh, Mysterio being a bad guy. Like from mm-hmm. that point on, the movie is so great. And just thinking about this at this point right now, even though we just talked about it like two weeks ago, I think that my biggest issue is that I don't believe Tom Holland when he says he's in love. Like I think about going back to the f- Homecoming, like. A, a bunch of that movie is about him being in love with Liz Allen, right? This this movie is uh, a lot about him being in love with MJ. Neither one of those is earned in either of those movies to, for me. And in this one, it's just it it doesn't the movie doesn't kick in until after that reveal of Mysterio, and then all of a sudden it's a different type of movie for me. And then the ending is just perfect. Yes. With, with the the reveal of one JJ uh JK Simmons is in the MCU as uh J Jonah Jameson again and then two that uh Mysterio totally reveals that Peter Parker is Spider-Man to the world like it's it, th- that movie ends on such a wow moment that I could I I was floored Holy in shit yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> what <laughs> yeah. i did i did not expect that at all that's nope. crazy so, i will say as far as peter not feeling like like not feeling like he's in love as a character i chalked that up to it's high like it's a high school summer romance oh i get that i get like and high schoolers don't really know what the fuck love is yet that that's that's not an issue for me i'm talking about ha- Tom Holland himself. I can't think of a movie, and I I'll, I'll I'll say that I haven't actually seen him in anything else other than Spider Man or MCU movies at this point. I don't think. Oh, well, that's not true. I saw him the Devil All the Time movie, which was just weird, and we don't need to talk about that movie. But uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know if he knows how to pull off that emotion yet, acting wise. I do see how that could be very difficult to do. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't seen him in anything else either. I, I think maybe I just I think of him so highly because of the the scene where he dusts in Infinity War, where he like improvised that line of like, "Oh, Mr. Stark, I don't like that whole like the first time you hear that." Mm-hmm. It, that moment was like, "Okay, Tom Holland, I see you." But <laughs> I, I get I get like maybe his and, relationship with Zendaya, like their chemistry might not have been great, right? And yeah. he's he plays just such a like an endearing peter that like in infinity war where he's like i'm doctor strange oh we're using our made-up names okay cool i'm spider-man perfect i loved that are you kidding me oh yeah he pulls off the the young peter parker young spider-man 
to a T. I get that. And yeah, he when you see a sad Tom Holland, you want to cry also. Yeah. Like yes. And beat up and his he has tears in his eyes. You're like, nah, who's gonna who kicked that dog? Like, I don't understand. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I get that. I'm just saying like they focus a lot on relationships in those two movies for him. And for me, they aren't earned. They the, those scenes are not earned. Fair. Okay. I can give you that. Okay, so we have right. Ant Man and Avengers. We did you do you want to make your case for Ant Man? Um, I enjoyed it. I had a good time with it. It's uh same kind of boat as Ragnarok, where it's like I just have to get this on the list somewhere. It's not in the middle because it's bad or because I have any bad feelings towards it. It's in the middle because I have things I prefer over it. Okay, so now we go to Malfoy. Avengers being at 14. This is the first movie where we see converging storylines and a massive ensemble cast of huge stars. And you're saying 14. So here's here's the problem, right? This this thing (laughs) fucking dropped as I was watching these new ones. And I was thinking about like, okay, where am I gonna put Ragnarok? Where am I gonna put Ant-Man and the Wasp, which is a movie surprisingly I loved? And as I'm like putting them in places, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, gotta throw that up here. Like Avengers just slowly dropped some spots. And it's it's weird that I'm saying that it's here because Avengers is awesome. Like undeniably awesome. Uh I went and saw it in the theaters like two or three times. Like it, like you said, it's like this movie that is like basically the originator of all f- major franchise film now. Of like, okay, we're going to make three of these movies and then each character in these movies are going to come in. We're going to have a crossover event and then we're going to have John Cena for some reason. And then, yeah. Oh my God, it's John Cena. So this is the predecessor to everything. This is like the Mecca. This is Citizen Kane for, you know. And it's um, amazing that, you know, other properties have not seemed to really pull it off all that well yet. Like, uh, wait for the Snyder Cut, Mitch. It's coming. <laughs> Don't don't even get me started on that. That was gonna make you upset. Yeah, that's like that's <laughs> at least an hour and a half of undressing that anger right there. <laughs> All I've been hearing for the last two days is uh, "Hallelujah." Okay, yeah, like, not well, talk about the Snyder Cut anymore. I love it because I can I can bring up the Snyder Cut with Mitch. Like I can bring up "Is Water Wet" with Ten Speed. If you want just a visceral gut reaction. <laughs> Of just unadulterated, seething hatred. Ask ask Ten Speed. Hey, is water wet? Or you ask Mitch. Hey, so are you ready for the Snyder Cut? Oh, <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> like that hurts me too. Like a little. Like I, like the amount of damage. Like I'm collateral in this instance because I got to hear you say it to him. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you so much. Um, but. So so the the Avengers is like like it's weird that I called it the Citizen Kane because it's like the first and it like it's the the like on the the, the graph this is that's the point where everything just takes off right mm-hmm. so I just I feel like the first half is a lot of exposition and going back to it I just want to skip and I don't I don't like skipping so I'll sit through it but mm-hmm. like when Loki shows up at the beginning great. His speech in uh, Munich, Munich, yeah, it's Germany. Okay, I thought so. Um, his speech of like everyone kneel, like you want servitude. This is what you're you're for. Like, great Loki, I love him so much. Like he's second to Steve Rogers for me. 
but uh, I just, I just feel like after that movie, now that event, like the MCU is established and that we're like going into all these far off places, the first Avengers is almost pedestrian at this point. I, I, you know what? I get that. I, I get what you're saying. Like it to go back a mere what eight years because Avengers came back in it came out in 2012. Like you think, oh, that's that's a two decades ago. Like we're so far far beyond the Avengers at this point when we get to Endgame. It, it, I get what you're saying. I just, I just know that I fell in love with these characters at these at this moment. Like it's it's them as a team. Agent Coulson, you know, yeah. uh, Jackson coming in as Nick Fury being, you know, uh, you, you the t- telling the Shadow Council, well, you guys obviously don't know anything like it, taking out one of his own planes with a, a missile launcher. Like, it's just ah, there's so many good, good scenes in that movie. And then the 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 having to go and make a. Uh, stinger for after the credits after they had already shown it to people because they were like no we need to and then just getting everybody together just to film a shawarma scene like it's yeah. just perfect uh, I don't know it's 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 such a good movie it's it's really high up on my list so um I get it though I get I get what you're saying let's go to thirteen thirteen Malfoy what do you got for thirteen Doctor Strange oh. Pronounced Dark Strange. Thank you very Dark much. Dark Strange, correct. My bad. <laughs> Doctor Strange. Okay. Uh, any any particular reason that this one makes it above Avengers? Okay, so I love this movie. Uh, I think Dormammu and how they handle him is a breath of fresh air. Though I think, uh, why do I want to call him Calcifer? Um, that's from. A Studio Ghibli movie. What's the bad guy's name? Uh, I always forget uh, Mads Mikkelsen's name in this movie. Right. So his character I don't care for, but he is like an agent of Dormammu, so we need him to get to Dormammu, so he's fine in that sense. Mm -hmm. But all the understanding of the mysticism, um, despite how people feel about the casting choice, I really like the ancient one in this, and Mm -hmm. how she sets up the relationship with Doctor Strange and when Steven gets there. Um... I think uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor is fucking awesome in everything he does. So him being that like neutral, like he's, he's the ally, but you know, because of the end credits, um, like he's going to kind of like radicalize and maybe be a villain. Um, that's interesting to me. I, I just think this movie has so many great ideas for the future and like being this like really awesome introduction with visuals, uh, with the spells and like dealing with the aspects of time. It's just refreshing. Like when I watched it and I left the theater, I was like, wow, I didn't expect that. I thought I was going to get the same formulaic Marvel movie and they just completely threw it out. Um, not completely. I don't want to give him too much credit, but it, w- it was very different from what I wanted going in. Uh, and I was proud of that. But as I watched these other movies that I missed, it just with Avengers, it snuck down a couple spots. I had it at 10 originally. Yeah, you know, I and I agree with you with the 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 final scene or the final battle with Dormammu. Like, it's not physical. Like, it's not fisticuffs. It's not guns blazing. It is one man being smart enough to be like, "There's nothing. I can't defeat you, but I can hold you here forever." And like, it's just out thinking. Like, it's so good. It's so good. And when we got this movie, every single one of the main characters is a powerhouse actor. 
Like it is unbelievable. This cast right here, like right. It, it, <laughs> I mean, you it's can, a pretty wild cast. Yeah, you can say. Uh, I mean, I I even said Rachel McAdams is wasted. Like she is absolutely. This is I think the most egregious example. Yeah, yeah. Tilda Swinton, such a good like casting. Not completely wasted, but like you know, you could do more with Tilda Swinton. Like it is there. I agree. And, this is definitely reserved for her for her usual taste of being yeah. like very eccentric and weird. Yeah, uh, but I think she did great. Like I, th- that character needed to be this like weirdly like alien, serene like mm-hmm. like she knows more than you, but not in an intimidating way. And yeah. I think she she nailed that. Knows more than you, not in an intimidating way, and not in a like like she's not like looking down at you because she knows more. She just or she's not sinister more. either, right? Like she's not like yeah. this all-knowing, like oh, I can rule. Like she could, but she doesn't give off the era, the, the aura of like I, I will, you know. Like she still seems like the good person, but you don't know anything about her, and yeah. that's weird. Yeah, and, and just and Benedict Wong as Wong, like <laughs> yeah, then <laughs> and, and surprisingly very humorous actor, like plays off the the sidekick quote unquote sidekick uh, uh really well so I, I just one thing i loved about this movie is just every one of the actors in this is a powerhouse actor it's funny that you bring up uh you say benedict wong like almost like and also benedict wong but like i i just saw the martian i think recently before i saw this movie so when he shows up on the screen i'm like yo benedict wong's in this <laughs> <laughs> I, that's that's what i'm saying that's it's all that i'm saying so uh yeah, I don't I don't remember where exactly I have Doctor Strange is obviously a little bit No, it's not that far up, but uh still I, I get I get what you're saying. It's it's a good movie and just has to be around the middle middle section. Yeah, it does. Ian, what do you have here? Uh for this one I also put Doctor Strange. Okay. So I think this for, one for very similar reasons in that it's just it was it was solid all the way around. You can't really be too mad at it, but I mean, it's no civil war. <laughs> it just like I think the thing with Rachel McAdams that bothers me too is like unless they do something with that character now, like we can't get her as a superhero. Yeah, because technically in the comic books, her character uh, becomes one of the night nurses. So if you know the um, oh uh, that's uh, Rosario Dawson in Daredevil, right? Right. Yeah. Exactly. She's one of them. Yep. Okay. Cool. It's it's three different ladies that make up the Night Nurse. Bring back Daredevil and get Rachel McAdams involved. Do it. Do it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> we need we need to bring back Daredevil. We need to get the the Netflix cast from Daredevil involved yeah. in the MCU. It, that would make that would make all the sense. No, yeah. And then because then we'd have Wilson Fisk involved and then we could have some nonsense between Peter Parker and like, it's Daredevil, is Daredevil just, where they're just like, yo, this dude's trying to like burn down the neighborhood and I don't like that. <laughs> and then through that, you uncover some shady dealings that's like, oh, no, you're actually like terrible. But we, the audience, we already know that they already know that Kingpin's a terrible person. But now we just got to we got to prove it to Peter. <laughs> I, I but, uh, yeah, no. Oh, okay. Well, I, I have uh, mayor. I have Ant Man and the Wasp here, and um, I know that you guys have already thrown that one. I wait. Have you thrown that one out there yet, Ian? 
I have not. I put Ant Man out there, but not Ant Man and the Wasp. Okay. Yeah, Ant Man and the Wasp is higher for me as well. I have, uh, yeah, I have Wasp as a lower than Ant Man because as much as I love the introduction of Ghost and uh, Bill Foster, like I just feel like at in the end we don't have anything with those characters. Nothing's being done with them. Like we saved her life. But she's super cool. So, are we going to? Is anything going to happen with her? Is she going to go back to Shield and be more of an agent of Shield, or what? What's going on there? Um, the reintroduction of Janet Van Dyne, like that's cool. But yeah. what does it mean? Like, it, does she have residual like quantum burst powers? It's there's way too many open ended questions for me that it once again makes it feel like a uh, filler episode as opposed to. Uh, a, a movie by itself. I'm still banking really heavy on the fact that we're probably going towards the Thunderbolts and I want Ghost to show up as a Thunderbolt. I mean, so do I. <laughs> so, uh I I'm all for that. Maybe it will it will readjust my my ranking of this movie after the third Ant-Man movie comes out or a Thunderbolts movie comes out. So, we'll see. I'm not hope like super familiar with all of these characters, so I don't know who Ghost or Bill is like, like Lawrence Fishburne. When he showed up, I was like, hell yeah, Lawrence Fishburne. But like, I didn't know his character's name. So when they dropped it, I was like, yeah, I probably should know this guy. I don't know who he is though. Um, <laughs> all, all you need to know is that he's, he's quantum physics Morpheus. <laughs> well, so they, they even make the joke in the scene where Scott Lang is like, do you guys just add quantum to the front of everything? Like, <laughs> um, I, I really love this movie because I feel like, Ultimately, the only person who loses is Walton Goggins. Uh, I feel like Ghost still ends up winning because Jan- or, um, Hope's mom, Janet Van Dyne, right? That's her name? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. P- pretty much like finds a way to like slow her decay process so they have time to then use the quantum healing mm-hmm. energy that they, that they send Lang back into at the end for. Um, so she can still live. Um, she wanted to go off and like give herself up and like basically repay for all the past sins that she's done. But then Lawrence Fishburne's like, no, we can find a way. I'm not leaving you because like, that's his whole thing of like why he hated Pim was because Pim leaves everybody. So he's like, this is, this is the right thing to do. I'm standing by you till the end. I'm going to make sure you're the best version of you. Like, I'm not going to let you kill that girl. I'm not going to let you go out and like be the monster you're capable of basically. Um, so what at the end, oh, I'm sorry. It's what she's been trained to do. Shield literally right. and trained her to be an assassin, to be to be a, another version of the of uh, Black Widow. But like, I get it. Yeah, and then the the great thing about this movie is like basically all of these problems. Like, there's a lot of problems in the MCU. Like, Hank Pym is so close to a lot of them. So, like, when I'm watching this movie, I'm thinking to myself, like, he's partly responsible because he sent that guy away. Like, he refused to work with him. And that guy wasn't good enough. And then that whole thing happens. And it's like, I, I don't blame him 100%, but he's very loosely responsible for her existing. And then he doesn't want to help. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I, I feel like the movie is so... <laughs> I, I really enjoyed the relationships that they set up in the film. I do agree the ending is like, yep, this is an in-betweenquel. Uh, there's definitely going to be another movie. This isn't its own thing. Um, But I had a lot of fun with characters I previously did not have fun with. And I, I, what you're saying right now with about Hank Pym brings me to the conclusion that 
the MCU timeline goes Howard Stark, Hank Pym, then Tony Stark. Like those are the three people that are like the yes result of creating all of MCU. Like right, it's it's literally that the, the the generations go that way because you're right. It, everything that happened in the the what. 30 years ago was all because of Hank Pym. Everything that happened 60 years ago is because of Howard Stark. And everything that's happened in the last 10 years is because of Tony Stark. Right. <laughs> it's just this inherited like science track of like, if you're an asshole and you're really smart, you're probably going to fuck up the world. So <laughs> good luck. <laughs> yep. Okay. Uh, then the last one we're going to do is number 12. And number 12. I will throw out there my number 12 is Ant-Man. So it's it's right there. Uh, I I really enjoy this movie. I love I love that when we were sold this movie, it was, hey, you know how you've been watching all these MCU movies? Well, guess what? It's not just MCU movie anymore. It's also a, a heist movie. You're, you know, it's like, oh, yeah. Why don't why aren't we throwing in more more genres? Like it, it makes all the sense in the world. So. I've been, uh, wanting a, I've been wanting a uh mcu horror movie real bad i mean we it wasn't mcu but like uh the new mutants that's what they were trying to do with that right it was supposed to be the the comic book horror movie but uh we all saw that fail um yeah so, so i i don't know we definitely could get the mcu horror movie i think that's what uh uh a ghostwriter movie could be or yeah. even a Doctor Strange movie, like the the multiverse of madness, could be something like that. I feel like a Doctor Strange movie could be like like really strong, like psychedelic horror. Because yeah. the scene where the Ancient One punches him through all the different dimensions, I have a hard time watching that scene. It's yeah. just I'm so on edge. I have motion sickness problems as it is, so just all of the movement and everything like that can on the right kind of day can really ruin my day. Uh, <laughs> like all the, all the little hands really, I, I nope the heck out of that scene. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's like weird psychedelic, like almost body horror. Yeah. Like I want, I want that, but also we could probably do just a cosmic ghost rider movie and do space horror. And I mean, you know. we almost went the whole episode without you bringing up cosmic. <laughs> so. Hey, I also haven't said that I'd fight anybody yet. Yes. So, you know. Which I'm very surprised. So far, we haven't needed it. I might have to double up next episode. There you go. <laughs> uh, okay, so then what do you have for... Uh, number- so I, I put Ant-Man and the Wasp here at number 12. Okay. Um, Really from... Let's see. What number is this? From ragnarok to like number 10 it's really just i have to get them in the list somewhere i enjoyed these movies i don't have beef there's just movies that are bad and there's movies that are good and you have to go in between them somewhere so yeah i would kind of grain of salt the middle ones here because they could very well be interchangeable yeah on any given day any yeah any wind way the wind blows you could change up your order i get that yeah and it's it's kind of like having a multi-way tie for 11th (laughs) (laughs) does that make sense yeah yeah uh malfoy what do you have for i have i have ragnarok at 12 Ooh. okay okay respectable 
Who's your, your favorite introduced character in Ragnarok? Uh, Valkyrie, no question. Oh, yeah. that's Really? Yeah. I love Valkyrie. Valkyrie was rad. I'm not going to say she was. Uh, like her, int- her introduction specifically, where she walks off like she's this badass, and you don't know she's pissed drunk, and she just falls off and just <laughs> crashes onto the side next to her ramp. I was like, great. This is awesome. This is all I need to know. You know, I, I love that they do something different with Tessa Thompson than you, like, to this point, had seen her being, do. Uh, it almost made me think that she's wasted, but then you find you figure out that she's doing comedy just like you needed Chris Hemsworth to do comedy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it, it works out really well for her, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad she's introduced into the MCU. Like, It seems like they... they- have left an option open to make her more involved too with the way they leave the new Asgardians oh, uh, yeah. in, in Norway or whatever. I, I think she, you're definitely going to see her in Thor Love and Thunder. Like it's good. She has to be. And if, if they don't make that a force movie that has been kicking around uh, the rumor, like that's, that's a disservice to not have all them on in a movie together. I'm just going to point it out. This movie was really the testing ground to see if we could, get both of them in a movie again for the box office smash that was the next Men in Black movie. Yeah, they were played side by side. That's why they were in this movie because they didn't trust them to be on screen at the same time. So we really just had to, you know, shell out and put the money into this one. Yeah, this was the dry run because, you know, we really needed that money to come in from Men in Black (laughs) International. Uh, Like, we, we needed it to happen. The timing on that just makes me laugh that you go from like, yeah, we did this thing to like, what did you do? <laughs> you I, saw the bill. I get it. They you have up. to pay bills. You have to pay bills. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. All right. There you go. That is 23 through 12 uh, for the three of us. Um, we're going to have you 11. 11 through one when we return in two weeks. So in two weeks, make sure that your lists are up to date and, uh, come back but if you want to yell at me for what i already have as uh, on my list you can find me on twitter i am at mitchipedia gem gem stands for geek elite media wait mitch yes and malfoy we have a very important question oh you answered (laughs) where does tom cruise go on your list (laughs) (laughs) i was gonna say how do we do that we just do every movie run like speed run or Tom Cruise goes in at number 17. Fair. <laughs> Tom Cruise is his number 23 since he didn't, he didn't ever watch. There we go. There we go. Steven, sub him in for uh, Far From Home. It's Tom Cruise. Um, uh, but yeah. So it, I forgot to ask did, did, your, did the chat have anything that they wanted added? Like, is there oh. anything big that. Not really. Um, they they had opinions towards the bottom of the list, and then they kind of stopped having opinions. Uh- <laughs> it's because we're so enthralling; they're just paying attention to us. I get it. It's fine. We make we make valid points. Our, see, this is why this is the geek elite like journey into mystery. Put that on the asterisk, subline it. But it's the geek elite official MCU list that we're doing right now. That's right. It's the it's it's the one true source. This is this is. I defy, I defy anyone to come in here and tell us we're wrong once we have this done. Once we have this done. Case, I'm looking at you because I know you listen to us. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Case has, has audibly, like, just went, come on, guys. Like, oh, for sure. During this conversation, and I know. Right? I can hear it. I can hear. Come on, guys. Uh, well, 
Hold on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's case. That's... Uh, so where can people get a hold of you, uh, Malfoy? Um, you can follow me on Twitter if you'd like. Uh, it's my full name, Alex L. Lusardi, L-U-S-A-R-D-I. Uh, other than that, I don't really have any other social media. Uh, Twitter just added fleets or whatever, so I might get off that too. So who knows? <laughs> I love that they brought that in being, oh, no, this is the way to get all the new people. And then all the other people are like, nah, I think I'm going to leave now. <laughs> yeah, this is trash. <laughs> and I'm out. <laughs> we're, we're all going to go to parlor, right? Oh, right. is that right? No, it's it's oh. trash. It's for okay. trash people. Okay. So if you're listening to this and you're on parlor, yeah, you're trash people. Yeah, if you're on parlor, you're probably not listening to this. So yeah, because it's not propaganda enough for you. All right, Ian, where can people come no, in? No, <laughs> no. That, that, this is where I'll say it. I'll fight you. I'll, I'll I'll do it. There it is. I was gonna try to save it up and double up for two weeks from now, but mm-mm, mm-mm. no. Nah. Hey, what up? My name is Ian. You can find me on Twitter at IanFlux12. That is I-A-N-F-L-U-X, the numbers one, two. If you're in the know and if you're rad, you were here tonight, which means you know how to find us on Wednesdays. So we record this live on Twitch at IanFlux. So twitch.tv slash IanFlux right there. That's I-A-N-F-L-U-X yet again. Come stop by. Holler in the chat, say what's up, join the conversation because that's why I like this podcast so much. It's not just between Mitch and I. Sometimes it's Malfoy, sometimes it's another guest, and it's always with chat. So, yes. Hey, Mitch, I heard we have a Patreon. This is true. We have a Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash geeklymedia and get all the bonus material that you can't get off of your regular podcatcher. We have tons of bonus material that you can only get there and uh, be the first to see or first to listen to or uh, get behind the scenes stuff. So check out, check, check out our Patreon. It's definitely worth it. Uh, if you want to get a hold of anybody else though, on geek elite media, it's at geek elite media on Twitter at geek elite media on Instagram and facebook.com forward slash geek elite media is our Facebook page. Check out our website, geekleetmedia.com for archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on our network. If you do listen to this as a podcast, whatever podcatcher you use, please rate and review us so that you can help spread the word of our network. Everything helps. But until next time, this is Journey into Mystery on the Geek Elite Media Network saying always remember to geek out. Geek out. I think I got it that time. You did. You were there. Third time's the charm, guys. <laughs> <laughs> This concludes our broadcast. 